All right, guys, so Injustice. <sighs> this one uh, felt like homework. So for those of you watching on YouTube, uh, comment below with your thoughts on Injustice. We are reviewing the newest of DC animated movies from WB Animation. You know me. It's a DC animated movie show. I want to love these, but man. Uh, so first we'll talk about some Blu-ray release details, and then we'll get to the review. But before we do that, as always, let's check in with the trusty internet movie database uh, for some quick IMDb cast and crew on Injustice. So the synopsis from IMDb, on an alternate Earth, the Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane, which causes a rampage in the hero. Superman decides to take control of Earth. Batman and his allies will have to attempt to stop him. Again, Injustice dropped uh, both Blu-ray, or maybe I didn't say this, uh, it dropped both both Blu-ray and digital on October 19th, Tuesday, October 19th. Media Day, usually excited about that day. Not this time. Uh, uh, directed by Matt Peters, written by Ernie Altbacker with Justin Hartley as Superman, Anson Mount as Batman, uh, Janet Varney as Wonder Woman, and Kevin Pollack. Uh, the highlight of this movie is Joker. There are good things about this movie, believe it or not. Uh, so uh, Justin Hartley was Ollie Queen Green Arrow from Smallville. If you watch Smallville, I personally did not, but that's what he is from. Anson Mount played uh, Captain Pike in Star Trek Discovery and will be playing uh, Pike again in the upcoming Strange New Worlds Trek series, which I vaguely knew about kind of, but didn't remember that that was a thing. It's a thing and he's going to be on it. Um, director Matt Peters also directed The Great Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, one of the best, DCAMs, definitely the best of the DCAM and DC animated movie universe, which of course ended that whole universe of 15 films. And more recently, the uh, DC Showcase animated short, uh, this year's Commandy Last Boy on Earth, which is fantastic, really good. We reviewed that right here in the channel uh, and the pod, check that out. Oh, sorry, lost my place, ladies and gentlemen. And the pod, uh, if I didn't say before, you can subscribe Definitely subscribe if you don't already. Uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please write us a five-star review. It really helps us out. It takes literally just a minute, but that minute goes a very long way in helping uh, awesome listeners like you guys find us on Apple Podcasts. It helps the algorithm. Everybody's dealing with an algorithm these days. So please help us out over there. Um, so the writer, Ernie Albacker, which Batman Hush, because we all loved Hush. Uh, no, but he's written some of the greats too. Also worked on Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, uh, writing, co-writing the script for that, as well as Justice League Dark, the first Justice League Dark movie. Uh, and then speaking of DC Showcase shorts, Ernie Albrecker wrote Phantom Stranger, which we also reviewed uh, on the pod as well. That's in audio only on the DCAMS pod, so check that out there. We did a whole Showcase short review series. We did uh, Phantom Stranger, Adam Strange, um, sorry, Death, and... Sergeant Rock. It was awesome. If I repeated any of those, sorry, this is off the dome. Off the <laughs> DC fandom. Uh, main producers on this are Jim Krieg and Rick Morales. Both have been producing most of the recent DCAMs this year and last year. Uh, Morales, in fact, produced all four showcase shorts for 2021 and 2022, speaking of the DC showcase shorts. Uh, speaking of fandom, I told my <laughs> corny joke before, but if you haven't checked out our coverage thus far, covered all the big stuff. Um, except for DC Animation so far. We did cover DC League of Super Pets on the Day of the Dome, and then we went live, and then I posted the uh, pod, so check that out if you haven't already. But we're also gonna do a full like DC Fandom 2022 DC Animated Movie Slate, all the upcoming stuff. There was even Injustice stuff on there, so we're gonna uh, kinda do an overview of Fandom live here on YouTube sometime this week as well. So definitely check that out. Uh, but we also did, of course, the live action stuff. We did The Batman, Reaction and the pod is on the uh, Above and Batman Beyond podcast. And then DC Collecticast, we did two episodes. We have a bonus episode doing The Flash, uh, more in like the podcast discussion form, covering The Flash and The Batman. And then we also did a full TV and movies uh, fandom recap on DC Collecticast. So subscribe to that show. Also out of Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So first, uh, overall non-spoiler thoughts and then details from the movie. Not good. <laughs> Very little about this movie is good, ladies and gents. Uh, you know, <sighs> there are some good things about it. All right. So, so let's, let's, let me give it credit where credit's due, but I can't say I recommend buying this. Uh, definitely not buying it. Maybe renting it just to see 
maybe how the themes of the story kind of play out. But if you're not interested in the story of Injustice in the first place, um, honestly, don't bother. And if you are, then read the comics. Injustice 2 comics in particular are a million times more fun than this movie. Like I was reading the Injustice 2 comics as they were coming out concurrent with the game. So the Injustice uh, first one came out in 2013, the video game. Then there were comics between that and the second one. The second one came out in 2017. Uh, and in our early days of podcasting, we were covering that. <laughs> and so I was reading the comics and they were good. But, you know, if you want good injustice, actual injustice, yeah, don't. Uh, this movie, wow. Um, man, animation, voice acting, character designs, Treatment of certain DC characters, Wonder Woman in particular, terrible. Like, terrible. If you want me to believe that the Justice League is going to fight itself, you better make it interesting and you better make me care about these characters. Like, it's the Mortal Kombat of DC. You got to sell that to me, though. This movie barely did either. It's also, you know, the Civil War of DC. It's the Batman v Superman on crack of DC. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you got to... Sell me on the fact on why my heroes are going to attack slash kill each other. Why Superman's become a dictator. And it's just not enough. It's a movie that starts off with a guy losing his wife and unborn child. And it seems pretty hard to make it unconvincing. And somehow they still did that. Like, that's pretty bad. That Superman, maybe early on, you feel for the dude. But after that... There's also these, like, Batman 66 level over-the-top jumps of detective logic with Batman... And Rachel Ghoul and the Bat characters, like really bad stuff. I mean, like Batman and other characters jump to these completely unrealistic conclusions, but they're actually right. So in 66, when Batman would just get like one clue and then be like, Robin, you know what that means? And Robin's like, yes. And he would jump and Robin would jump to some conclusion and then Batman would build on that. And all of a sudden they know where the Riddler is like total bullshit. Uh, yeah, that was happening in this. So we'll get to how that happened i mean look wb animation has a lot to live up to and you could say that it's an adaptation character designs and story can't always be helped that is true i'll i'll you know i'll i'll concede to that but they can be helped better than this like adaptation or not i've seen plenty of adaptations whether you even like injustice or not there's still ways to man this just so before going off on a full rant I do want to give this movie credit where credit's due. Uh, again, this is still non-spoilers. Shamelessly DC. Every character and villain is in this. It seems like every DC character and villain is in this. Either to fight, team up. Somehow doesn't feel that forced either. Like the video game did a pretty good job of that. Don't forget this is based on, once again, video games and comics. Um, so good work there. Even for an hour and 18, I think this movie is with credits. So that means it's it's short. You know, it's... Um, and a lot of these have been going over an hour and a half. A lot of them were like 75 minutes straight up for a while. So this is short and it's like, if it's going to be short, then yeah, that's, uh, but even for being short, I was about to actually complain. And <laughs> this movie's problem was not how it was shamelessly DC. And once again, this is giving it credit. Uh, Kevin Pollack is Joker stellar. Like even though he's in it for like five minutes, which is so this movie to do that. As the source material dictates, I'll give it that, you know, whatever. But, like, he's so good. He's so good. Fighting sequences as contrived and forced as they certainly are. And once again, you have good source material, so I don't understand this. Maybe it's because of the short running time. I don't know. Um, the action tends to play out pretty well in the fighting. There are some pretty unforgettable sequences. Um, so I'll give him credit for that. Solomon, you know, we saw this in the trailer, Batman flying through Solomon Grundy. That's fucking unforgettable. There's some other scenes that we'll get to that are pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I have to review these things. So uh, again, no way I would have bought it. And the final showdown, ladies and gentlemen, is something out of the Super Friends. I don't know if I love it or hate it because of that, but it's just so this movie to just absolutely go bonkers. Okay, I don't know why, but... It's saying that I'm streaming and it just started over. I don't know what just happened there. So YouTube, thus far what I've talked about is my non-spoiler reviews. This is actually perfect timing. If something got messed up on YouTube, 
Three, two, one. spoilers for Injustice. This is my Injustice review for the DC Animated Movie Show. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click that notification bell so you don't miss any of our new content. All right. Uh, hopefully, whatever the hell just happened didn't just happen. And three, two, one. spoilers for Injustice. Probably the worst part of this movie is Wonder Woman. Uh, if you didn't hear my previous video, if it dropped or if it, you know, got lost in the ether, not a fan of injustice, really not good. Uh, again, probably part of probably the worst part of this movie is Wonder Woman. It's hard to decide since there's so much that sucks, but I, I really think it, it's, it's gotta be their treatment of Wonder Woman. Uh, her reason for joining Superman has nothing to do with her as a Themyscirian. Like nothing on her background living on an isolationist island that's magically powered as such to avoid the exact brand of toxic masculinity played out between Batman and Superman. And like, you know, not my words, but that's what an Amazonian would likely say. She goes, your laws are weak and ineffective, twisted by evil people to escape just punishment. Or they simply don't apply at all. And it's like, Diana knows the law better than that. <laughs> like, she knows her history. She knows her philosophy. She, I'm not saying her character doesn't lend herself, doesn't lend itself to that line of thinking. Like, she is a warrior, of course. She's ready to fight. But, like, I am saying they give us no personal motivation for us to just follow a violent autocratic dictator straight to hell. You know, it's like, I'll follow you to take over. I know you don't have the time. Again, this is shamelessly DC. There's a ton of DC characters here. But like for Diana Themyscira, she's the Trinity. At least those three characters, you have to understand why Batman, they did an okay enough job with Batman. In fact, they did amazing stuff with Batman and Joker that we'll get to when I do want to give this movie credit. But like for her, nothing. And especially as a female character, I talk about this a lot. Like call me woke, I don't give a shit. But I think that... It's kind of like precisely almost not to be woke though, is just saying like, I think that some, I think that female superheroes and supervillains have a little more to prove because uh, it's kind of like a boys club, the whole superhero world, right? So it's like, if that's true, then give them even more autonomy. Don't shove it down our throats and do overly woke things or whatever you want to call it. But like, you can, you at least really need to do the work of establishing autonomy. <laughs> And some agency for female superheroes. And I cannot stand when this happens. This happened like crazy for our Above and Batman Beyond show with Batwoman in the comics and the Rebirth comics. And I criticize the hell out of those for that. This is just like, ugh. So yeah, you don't give the symbol of female independence a fucking ounce of agency in the matter. Like I was saying, she just immediately sides with Superman, spouting the most forced dialogue I've ever heard. Some of what I just said before. On some shit about how arbitrary laws are. Like, arbitrary? No shit laws are arbitrary. That's why it's the Justice League. Like, not the League of fucking Enforcers. What makes the Justice League interesting in the first place is that they're not the Legion of Doom. They're not the crime syndicate. They use their powers for good and actually put some thought into invading or attacking a place before they attack. Like, ugh. I, the fact that this stuff is just not... Especially the whole story is about this philo this conflicting philosophy of what the Justice League is, what superheroes are. For Diana to not, I just, and I'm not saying she can't side with Superman. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying as a strong female, she can't decide to do the brute force thing and also learn her lesson, whatever. But even in that, like she, even in the end, we're over the spoiler wall, like she kind of, redeems but doesn't really and there's no like retribution for her batman's like oh we're gonna lock you up in this terrible line delivery it says but doesn't lock up diana like what the fuck she was right she was his right hand woman makes no sense ah um all right i don't mind one person like superman losing their shit fine and i also don't necessarily again need the woman in the movie to be the non-violent non-violent, non-violent voice of reason. In fact, it makes total sense Diana would side with Superman. I was saying this before, like she's a warrior at heart. And sure, like man's law is arbitrary. No one, but just give us a few lines as to how she's now completely changed the way that she does business. Like as a founding member of the Justice League, again, she's the Trinity. 
like, I don't know. The daughter of Apollota seems a little more reasonable than that. It's like, so these 66 jumps of logic that I have beef with, I was saying in my intro, uh, before, before we hit the spoiler wall that like, there's these Batman 66 jumps of logic in like the detective work that they used to do on the show. Um, it's only with the bat characters that I noticed, but I'm sure there's some I didn't notice. Yeah. So when Batman's like Lois is pregnant, like how the fuck did he know that Lois is pregnant by just looking at Superman? He goes, your hands weren't trembling during your fight with doomsday. And now they are. And you're grinning like an idiot. Like Superman goes, um, Oh, I have some news for you, uh, Bruce. And he looks at him for like one second and deduces by his hands, not trembling during a fight with doomsday. And now they are automatically. That means Lois is pregnant. Like you have no other evidence. It's just, that was so dumb and you're grinning like an idiot. And then they try to be funny. Like the attempts at humor too, which we'll get to awful. Just stop it. Um, so Rachel Ghoul, this one was classic too. Rachel Ghoul just happens to have handy highly concentrated chemotherapeutic gas. Again, spoilers, because this is the end. Who has that lying around? Like, even for Rachel Ghoul. So the atoms inside Superman's brain with a kryptonite, with a microscopic kryptonite shard ready to go. And then this is at the Fortress Solitude, like one of the end of the second act, I guess, maybe third act, uh, one of the big showdowns. And it's like, oh my God, at the Fortress of Solitude. And Batman's like, there's this, you know, short of kryptonite waiting to stab you in the brain if you fuck around and don't let us do what we want to do. And all of a sudden, Rachel Ghoul is like, I have chemotherapeutic gas that will kill the atom inside your brain, but you'll survive because you can survive radiation. How the fuck did he know that that was Batman's plan? And if he does, let us know how he knows. There's just all this stuff that is just, that is a Batman 66 jump of logic, stupid. And it kind of feels like maybe that's, I didn't read Injustice 1 comics. I only read some of the Injustice 2 comics. Maybe that's in the comics where that does get explained. And then the movie just in an adaptation ripped it out. But like, the fuck is going on there? Um... So I'm going to take a drink real quick and then we'll take a, a brief negativity break to go to some positive. As you can tell, I'm really enjoying myself going off on this movie, but it's like I paid $22.99 for it at Target. Waited like 15 minutes for some idiot at Best Buy to not even come back with it. There was a steelbook. Don't ever consider even consider buying the steelbook. It's $33 for the steelbook, Best Buy exclusive. Um, and thank God they're not doing action figures for these things. What would that be, 40 bucks? Um, man. All right, so positivity. And this also brings us to story, so we'll kind of kick off with the story is here. Um, Joker in general was great. Like, I think maybe the one negative thing I could say about the Joker before I kind of go into some positivity is Kevin Pollock overdid it a little bit. Like, maybe just if he took it down a notch from what he was doing, but what he was doing was amazing. I was going to make a video before I watched this movie and hated it so much. I literally wrote it and it's why Kevin Pollack is the next greatest Joker or could be or something like that. Um, after seeing this, I mean, maybe some of the deliveries changed my mind a little bit for the most part though. Incredible. Um, again, though, all five minutes of him. <sighs> so Joker's big plan here, his masterpiece, as he says, even in the trailer, um, Comes in Metropolis with Harley at his side. They synthesize kryptonite with Scarecrow's fear toxin. They lure Superman into thinking he's fighting Doomsday in this uh, sub. They lure him into this submarine under, uh, you know, obviously under the water. And then he flies down, picks up the sub, brings it onto land, busts in. And then the whole thing is mixed with this synthesized kryptonite uh, Scarecrow gas. So again, they lure Superman into thinking he's fighting Doomsday when in fact... It turns out to be Lois Lane. This is straight from the Injustice comics. But by the time he comes out of this fear toxin hallucination, he's already dragged Lois into space, killing her and his unborn child. Uh, I'll buy it. I mean, that's a great Joker plan. Fucked up. It's intelligent. <laughs> well executed. 
even in this overall terrible movie, it was actually decently executed. Like the first five, 10 minutes of this are pretty fun. I mean, there's some visual stuff that I cannot wait to slam, but um, character designs. Oh my God, I can't wait. Very Joker though, this whole scene. That's just such a Joker thing. Fortunately, once again, no more Joker after this famous Superman punch right through the heart. Uh, now that's a punchline. So Jimmy Olsen getting shot in the eye through the camera. That was pretty dope. He's like, I got Jimmy on my shoes because there's blood everywhere. This movie's bloody as fuck. Good Joker line. For the most part, pretty good jokes from the Joker. And they're not easy to write jokes. I think especially for the Joker. You know, these people aren't traditionally comedy writers necessarily. Uh, comic writers. Comic writers, comedy writers. Yeah, comic writers aren't traditionally comedy writers. So that's... Um, they're comedy's very hard. So that's good. Joker Batman stuff was great. Like Joker's motivation for what he does to Superman. So cool. He goes, I finally wanted to play a game on easy mode. Cause he goes, every time I go up against you, I lose. So I go, oh, I finally wanted to play a game on easy mode. So now he's able to do a lot more damage to the entire world because Superman isn't nearly as clever as Batman, so he tricks Superman into doing something fucking terrible. Uh, oh, and along with Superman, with Lois Lane dying, that set off, again, he drags her up into space when his hallucination wears off, realizes it's Lois, but that sets off a nuke, essentially, I think, because he says 11 million people, so I, I think it's a nuke goes off in Metropolis, it seems. Um, and all these fucking people get killed, right? So... There's that as well. So, you know, he's able to do a lot more damage to the entire world instead of just this kind of like Batman, Joker, Gotham chess game that the, that he always kind of loses at too. Uh, just some new guy with a mustache here on, uh, sorry, here on YouTube. His name, <laughs> sorry, your name threw me off. That's an awesome name. Just some new guy with a mustache. I hated the voice cast. It sucks. They should have reused the game voice cast. Dude, so bad. I haven't got to that yet, but now that you're on here, like J Justin Hartley. So all the deliveries were just so fake and like no one talks like that. Now that you, now that you're on here, dude, I'm going to jump down to some of these. Uh, I, I have a whole section literally in this. <laughs> I have a whole section in this review that's terrible deliveries. Where is it? Oh my God, dude. Oh yeah. So Batman talking to, uh, to Selena toward the end, he goes, Superman has created a police state and allied with Ra's al Ghul. Not what I wanted. Like we know we just saw that happen two seconds before that. And the way he delivers the dialogue is so bad. The way he's just like, Superman has created a police state. Um, what killed me the most, uh, sorry, so sorry about that. Terrible line deliveries. Here's another Batman one. Batman, no, you don't get off that easy. <laughs> At the end when, when he captures Superman. Uh, in the Fortress of Solitude, there's a red, or no, this is his line. In the Fortress of Solitude, there's a red sun cannon when they're planning on taking him out with the fortress of solitude heist thing. Oh my God. Um, and what's her name? Gillian Jacobs. Biggest disappointment voice wise for me was Gillian Jacobs. I thought I loved her from community. I love her from that show. Love her as Harley Quinn. I thought was perfect, but what keeps happening with these Harley Quinn roles is that good actresses, don't play themselves as Harley, meaning they don't just act like Harley. They try to do a Brooklyn accent. And frankly, Wes Gleason at this point, learn how to fucking direct someone with a Brooklyn accent or don't hire someone who can't do one because it's really easy. I, I, maybe it's because I'm from Jersey. Uh, like you said, <laughs> just some new guy with a mustache. Yeah, man. I, it's like so bad. Um, all right. So... <laughs> We'll get to more terrible line deliveries in a minute. But um, yeah, like Joker's motivation for what he does to Superman. I, I just thought that was really brilliant stuff and, and how they tie in the whole like Batman thing with that. Batman's integral to the story in that, you know, he's like, how could you do this? Even for you, you took his, you know, you killed all these people. You took, or sorry, you took his wife. You took his unborn child. Um, 
not only is Joker like going further than he ever has, but it's tied into his eternal battle with Batman. One that he's frankly, it's kind of, I hate to laugh, but it's kind of funny. And that's the Joker is that he's just tired of it. Like he wants to play a more fun game. Joker wants to have more fun. This is the more fun thing to do is kill 11 million people, take away hope, which also kind of changes the game for Batman too. Because now he's got a lot of fucking cleanup to do. He's got to deal with Superman. He's given Batman a new challenge. So I kind of like that. Like he's kind of sicked Superman on Batman. Um, This was great too. This is great. Joker goes to Batman. Someone took everything from you and look what you became. The punching, kicking embodiment of wrath. What do you think he'll, uh, what do you think he'll become? A God who deluded himself into believing he's just a man? What will Superman turn into? And the Batman goes, he will continue. Because again, just terrible. He will continue to be the best man I know. And Joker's like, oh no. This time the joke's on you and the world will burn. Uh, And directly after that is when Superman just busts in. You can hear him coming through the building, very Dark Knight Returns style. And then just punches Joker straight through the fucking heart. And we get, now that's a punchline. That's good stuff. Like, you know, look like Batman was forged out of pain. Someone took everything from you, right? You became, again, this punching, kicking, <coughs> excuse me, embodiment of wrath. Like you're violent as hell. What do you think a God's going to become? You think all of a sudden he's going to be like, oh, you know what? Um, I'm just a man now. Putting Superman to the test again, ultimately putting hope to the test. And Batman being naive. This is why I always say like Joker in in literal way not in a moral way of course he's better than batman just because he'll kind of always win in that sense because batman's too naive he will continue to be the best man i know and you know this isn't elseworld technically so you could say but they don't even make god i won't get to the multiverse shit but um that's the good stuff moving on people because uh all right so superman at the un monsters will no longer be allowed to roam free No more innocent lives lost. I mean, just such obvious. They don't even give it like we know the dude's grieving and that's apparently supposed to be his motivation. You know, and even Bruce, when he confronts him, he's like, you're grieving, be reasonable. Just give us moments with him grieving and then getting mad. That's what that would make it believable. And even maybe go back and forth a little bit. But no, all of a sudden he is just like Pol Pot invading the fucking world. I don't understand how they just so easily turned this dude um, and gave him no back and forths. It's just, and that delivery, once again, this guy, I would say like Tim Daly's the best Superman, right? Then you have George Newbern, who I think is a watered down version of just Tim Daly, though I understand why they did that because maybe Tim Daly didn't want to continue. I don't know the specifics there, but you could definitely tell George Newbern, they were like, we need you to do a Tim Daly-ish Superman. Um, but I don't think it's as good. And when people go, oh, I can't tell the difference, that drives me insane. I'm like, dude, Tim Daly's uh, the tits. Now, this guy sounds like, you know, a copy of a copy of a copy. He's like Michael Keaton multiplicity when the sixth one is like, you know, half disabled because he's just not there. Uh, this is that, okay? He is the sixth brother in multiplicity. Justin Hartley of the Superman animation voices. Just not good. And Wes Gleason, like, was everyone asleep making this movie? I, it's just lazy. The whole thing is lazy. We haven't even talked about it. We've ta- I've talked about the character design so far, but you're also having to watch. Like, what for me, I always criticize Long Halloween. Can't stand the, <coughs> the art. It's just not for me at all. So as I read the book, it's like, it's a visual medium. Ah, it's hard for me. And then the movie was great. Love the themes. I think the best parts of Long Halloween are the themes anyway. So you bring that to life in another way. Um, Speaking of an adaptation, yet not good at all. Superman, Wonder Woman start intervening everywhere. So now Superman and Wonder Woman turn into, you know, America in the early 2000s. We just invade everything. Not to get political, but I think we're far enough away to realize... uh, Maybe not the best approach, but these two just, um, yeah, man, stopping genocide, taking away nukes from dictators, Batman, Diana, the justice league cannot be the world's police force. Um, 
just, again, terrible line delivery. If we continue on this path, we go from policing to occupying to jailing, then becoming tyrants. <laughs> Thanks, Batman. Um, Aquaman makes a good point. The laws of the Justice League will not apply to Atlantis. And then the magic users agree. Because uh, Aquaman was like, what, you guys are going to make the laws? Like, break this down. How exactly is this going to work? And again, Diana's smart. Like, she's super well-read. She's knows, like, thousands of years of history, is like a thousand herself. She's a thousand years old. <sighs> I just, it's just... Uh, Uh, so the band breaks up. Justice League breaks up. We got the Arkham scene. I like this scene. Very DC. Superman and Cyborg start phantom zoning the rogues of Arkham straight out their cells. Then Batman and them show up to kind of fight them off and like, you've got to stop doing this. And they all talk like robots to each other. But that was a cool scene. You know, you got, again, Cyborg phantom zoning people out of their Hannibal Lecter looking cells. And I'm assuming to the phantoms, they don't say that, but like Robin's like, where are you sending them? And Superman's like, somewhere they can't escape. It's just wonderful. Just say phantom zone. Why can't you say that? Harley and, Ar Harley and Arrow show up to help Batman stop uh, Superman. And it's just like, we haven't even gotten to that. The Harley and Arrow stuff are so dumb. I heard in one of like the... Uh, behind the scenes thing that's like oh there's a side adventure with Harley and Ivy or Harley and Arrow and you know it's always talked about in the comics it is dog shit in this it's so bad um so the list of people who were there this is pretty fun at Arkham Ivy Killer Croc Clayface Bane Grundy Zaz Callerman Calendar Man and Riddler all in Arkham so you know some shit's about to go that to go down. This is very DC, very fun. Wonder Woman v. Ivy was really cool. Like the lasso v. Vines, just excellent visuals. I thought that was well done. The fighting and action in this, I said in the my non-spoiler part, I don't know if that got cut off of YouTube, but it looks like we lost it earlier. Anyway, non or for spoilers here, I was saying before that uh, I do give credit to this movie for the action and the fighting. It was good. Superman flying through Grundy, that's unforgettable. Like we saw that in the trailer. Badass. Damien killing Nightwing was terrible. Like, why couldn't he catch the Eskrima stick this time? He even has the line. Robin goes, he catches it every time. Like, just because Nightwing's restraining a rogue in that moment, this is a major moment in the Injustice story. Major. Completely wasted. Like, this contributes so crucially to why Batman continues to split away from Superman's cause. Obviously. And then, of course, forges, you know, uh, uh, wedges, puts a bigger wedge between him and Damien, between Batman and Damien, than there ever was. And there always is. And that's what's interesting about their relationship. Uh, God, so much there that you could play with, just thrown in uh, the basura, in the trash. Superman tells Catwoman about Nightwing. This is awful too. He asks Catwoman to reach out to Batman, which this idea, cool, right? But... I guess this is set up for one of the worst mo moments of the movie at the end. Like easily one of the worst moments of the movie <laughs> at the end of this. But again, Superman coming to Catwoman to tell him that I kind of like that. Cause it's like, she's a buffer zone between a liaison between Batman and him. He know he, he knows he can't go to Batman and apologize or anything like that. But he also cares enough about Batman. And this is where I, where I do like this movie is kind of, when Clark has these moments of restraint, but there's almost none. I like, just give us a couple private moments throughout with Diana of like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? Um, not enough. I mean, I guess there was a few, but not enough. Um, but yeah, this part, dude, when Catwoman goes to Bruce in the cave, just let yourself fall apart. I mean, the idea of Batman crying, you don't see that a lot. Um, that I didn't mind, but her dialogue here, Again, no one talks like this. Just let yourself fall apart. I promise to hold you together. Are you fucking kidding me? That is, that's like days of our lives shit, dude. Oh, like no one would actually say that out loud. Nightwing shows up to Ramakushna's. Not sure if I love this or hated it. 
which is what I said in my non-spoiler part with the uh, Super Friends type ending. I, I kind of love weird psychedelic shit like this and um, dead wing, dead man. I'll take it. The music uh, throughout, there's callbacks to past animated Superman movies. And uh, one of them is Superman Doomsday. And I frankly didn't like the music very much then. I don't think it's bad. I just wasn't a fan. Them using it in this doesn't make any sense until the very end, but they play it throughout. So you think this is Doomsday Superman. And when we then find out it's from, it's that same, yeah. When we then find out at the very end that Doomsday Superman himself, the one from the movie in 07 comes as part of this multiverse thing, shows up at the end and there's a Superman v Superman fight. And even then, it's like in the beginning, you don't make it clear that somehow that this is a different Superman from that fucker and you're playing the music from him. Playing the music is one thing. Digging up a soundtrack from 14 years ago is kind of interesting. Make it count. Like, <sighs> um, you could have even done it when Mr. Terrific does his terrible breakdown of the multiverse. You could play, like you could have an image of another Superman in one of those stupid cubes and... Da, 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 da. I think that's all what a taken didn't get it so that brings us to this they really forced the multiverse storyline in this they made it so forgettable like which is not something that should be forgettable if you know the injustice story some of which i just broke down with how important it is it's just like so in this movie it matters but it doesn't really feel like it does Superman uses two, uh, then Superman uses T-spheres as floating surveillance balls, which I'll take that too, whatever. Um, that's one of the, the Mr. Terrific things. We'll get through the story in a minute and then we'll get to some more of my, my gripes and terrible line deliveries. And then we are fucking out of here because this movie sucks and I could go on forever. I didn't even fully watch it a sec. Like I, I did technically, I watched i skimmed through it and made sure i got through the story but i couldn't sit through the whole thing again i had to do it for the review because you got to at least take notes the second time but oh my god this is oof. you're lucky i love you guys you're lucky i love you guys um we then go to that fortress of solitude ridiculous Rachel ghoul chemotherapy scene i talked about before i mean good god superman uh, excuse me, Superman killing Pa Kent by accident. That was actually a great line delivery by Pa Kent really moving. Works for the story. Like, I'll totally take that. Um, the surveillance balls begin. So this is when Superman finally enacts these things and announces to the UN once again, I will first, you know, surveil America with these balls and then my balls will reach the rest of the world. Um, who says this? Stop your violent acts or I will stop you. I guess Batman said that. I didn't even fucking write down. Oh no, Superman says that. That's right. Because I had that on <laughs> in this terrible surveillance scene. Uh, yeah. Stop your violent acts or I will stop you. Essentially addressing every president, every dictator is like, fuck your borders. If you're doing evil things within your country, I will intervene. And I'm the only one who gets to be violent. There's a lot of thought went into that. Um, Guess he didn't learn anything about history in journalism school, so that works. Once again, baby, forced dialogue and delivery uh, from Batman. I was saying this to some guy, some new guy with a mustache, as he calls himself on YouTube. Superman has created a police state and allied with... Oh, sorry, no, this was more. Superman has created a police state and allied with Raish al Ghul. Not what I wanted. I did like this, that Selena literally makes fun of Batman going... Not what I wanted. <laughs> and then she whips after him, uh, you know, grapple hooking. So that, I, that was fun. Oh, man. Superman kills a bunch of Joker kids. That, I'll buy that. Like that, you got me intrigued there. Uh, Harley Joker and Bat. But again, I don't like, there was no motivation enough for that. We needed moments leading up to that. This was very much that, you know what this part was, was like, I liked watching it, but it was Khaleesi taking King's Landing and fucking Game of Thrones. It was like, no, no, you didn't pay this off at all. 
nothing, not nearly enough built up to this. You needed to kill people closer to her. You needed to give us moments of rage that we knew. Yes. Eventually fire and ice, you know, eventually King's Landing get burnt down by those dragons, but like, fuck out of here. Like give us reasons for the thing that we've been waiting 10 years for. You can't just, but they did. Um, this is like a $2 million version of that versus a billion dollars, whatever the fuck game of Thrones costs. So yeah, Superman kills a bunch of Joker kids. Um, that was also a very, I thought like Darth Vader killing the younglings. Harley Joker and Batman meet to plan on neutralizing the T-sphere surveillance balls with awful Harley moments. Again, just somehow Gillian Jacobs is terrible in this. Again, really dumb music. Or maybe I didn't say this before, but I just music in general was just like too big, too overplayed, didn't work very well in general. But the parts with Harley, and then when they first introduced, I guess we'll get this to this now real quick. The Harley and Arrow stuff. When you first see Harley on her own and she, it's literally a musical that she breaks into. Unwatchable shit, dude. It's like 30 seconds of some fucking musical. And the stuff between her and Arrow, the comedy, the delivery, her accent, awful, awful. Stuff that like I couldn't watch with on a Saturday morning cartoon with my kids. It's just so bad especially i mean this thing is supposed to be like an adult version of dc this is adult like this is for it felt like it felt like something that a 10 year old who knows nothing about story structure nor should he it was literally like 10 year old humor but bad 10 year old humor yet it had blood so it's like oh i just got my injustice game and i'm gonna make an animated movie in a month i mean i awful work um, they break out Mr. Terrific. So the plan is to send in Plastic Man into one of the most ridiculous underwater prisons I've ever seen in my life. Like, how fast did this thing get built? <laughs> you couldn't have said it used to be some underground. All you had to say, it used to be a bunker for, I don't know, something involving Atlanteans, uh, tie-in Black Mana somehow. I don't give a shit explain how there's this giant underwater facility in a matter of what seems like a month or two. And there's no like timeline in this movie either, which is crucial for like, how long is this shit playing out? How long does it take for things to escalate? Important questions to ask. Not in this movie. Um, the Amazo final showdown is an episode of super friends. Like I'll take it at first when they start to like quarter him. That was kind of fun. Like one person's got one arm, one person's got the leg, this person, that person. But when Harley boosts Catwoman and Catwoman then jumps up and and kicks him, I think is the final thing. Because Batman, I mean, it's like, how did they coordinate this? It was the most fake choreographed. Like they would have had to plan this thing for three weeks ahead of time. How to take Amazo out the way they did. Which is, again, as I said, if you missed it in my uh, non-spoiler video there, it's like, that is straight out of the Super Friends, and I kind of love it, but again, it's just not for this movie. I, I that, that, that was like something out of Justice League action, if Justice League action was making fun of itself at the end of an 11-minute episode of DC Animation. Like, uh, what am I watching? just didn't fit at all. So much of the movie was like that. It was just tonally complete mess. Um, then blowing up a mezo like a balloon, even visually, it, it again, super friends, just unbelievable. So then we got our 07 doomsday soup V injustice soup. Not sure. I like that. The other earth Lois is the only one who in the end can convince him out of tyranny so, you know, logic, reason, justice, justice, I'll say it again, justice, aren't the lesson here. Um, it's what exactly? Following your heart only? No longer being mad about someone you're close to being killed, not being a self, like, I don't know. And then he goes, how did it come to this? Just so bad. So again, the multiverse thing. This is where it should have mattered. Uh, Batman's plan at the very end, they call in Mr. Terrific to bring in 07 Superman Doomsday Superman from that movie 
Um, and he comes and fights Injustice Superman. And then what really convinces him, though, is Lois coming out of this cube from that same, I guess from the 07. Maybe it was from a different multiverse. We don't know. But she's pregnant. That's decent. You know, like him seeing her pregnant. I'll take that. It's just like everything, how it plays out. The pacing, garbage, just deliveries of lines. Like I said, nothing in these even super important parts play out. And then the most garbage kiss, one of three that we're going to talk about. Batman going, sorry, garbage kiss slash, (laughs) this is important, this slash, garbage 80s cloud credits. Like when the clouds part or go together, whatever the fuck, as the camera moves out of the sky, this is seriously, you know, huge crane shot. Then it goes to the sky, then clouds. I mean... What is this? 1986? I, parts of that, like again, uh, that kind of I like with 80s stuff is how 80s movies just end and cartoons and shit. But this is not the movie for that. Like it's about an unborn child being killed in the beginning by Joker, and then his heart getting and then he, what? So, but this kiss, dude. After Batman sees what Superman does, so they lock up Superman, don't lock up Wonder Woman. Why do that? Just his right-hand woman in this whole quest for fucking tyranny. Uh, And so we lock up Superman, and then Batman just turns to Catwoman. Maybe we all deserve a second chance. And so awkwardly, they move in and kiss. The kiss in the anime, just... And there was kind of no previously established relationship between these two that I remember. I mean, aside from, again, her coming to the cave and hugging him, maybe that's to say like, oh, they're close enough for her to do this. Could be that. If that's it. But like, there's no like romantic thing that they even had a line about. No back and forth. At least that I can remember. Let me know in comments. I'm sure you will. But it's like, dude, that kiss and these other two kisses are seriously... Rise of Skywalker fucking bad. So, so bad. So that's the end of the movie, but uh, more terrible line deliveries here. Batman going, Scarecrow's fear toxin mixed with kryptonite. I mean, no one talks like that. I actually made a list of terrible... I don't do this in reviews if you've watched my reviews. I just couldn't believe this. I, I, Superman. Uh, so Superman says this. You're pregnant. Uh, uh, we are mostly you but i helped like just uh, what the way he said that to lois (sighs) um and then that was just the first of the awful kissing moments going way the hell back that's the very beginning of the movie so we kind of just bookended our terrible kisses here there is one more uh but just that kiss the way that he delivers that line, and then they just kiss right away. Just so bad. Um, so Superman, here's some other weird shit. Superman pointing in weird poses, like just bad dialogue, but also he'll like point when it's weird, not like it just, you got to watch these parts. So like the bad dialogue about picking schools for the baby when they first learn she's pregnant, just watch how he moves around. It's not Superman, not... Uh, The other part, 11 million dead. Lois. And then he turns, my child. It looks like fucking, what was that company uh, that did like the super friends? Just when the characters move real quick and there's no smoothness to it, all jerky and bad. Uh, I mean, it's like something out of a spoof thing. Mr. Terrific, I just have to finish assembly and run some tests. At this point, it's like, it's got to just be the voice direction or they had no time to to do these recordings because if someone gives that delivery, it's it's one thing if it's bad, but it's another thing if it's just flat out like, you got to tell the guy, we're not keeping that. We're, we're recording again. Um, so two more things here and then we're out of here. Character designs, unbearable. They did this like super thick black outline. You can see it uh, right here on the screen. Uh, you know, in the going live stream thing for, for the video listeners, but super thick, like, and it seems like carryovers from Superman doomsday, which once again is obliquely connected to this, but they don't make that clear. Uh, even though the guy shows up at the very end, but you know, above the cheekbones, there's just this insanely thick outline. And then 
everyone's costume has these gigantic shoulder blades. It's like, you know, Bat God. So it's like Batman at age 53. He's got like these kind of wrinkles. I don't mind old Batman if it matters for the story, like Dark Knight Returns-ish, whatever. Batman at his prime, fine. But like, it just, his face was off. Everyone's outfits, gigantic, huge armor and padded. Not my style at all. But it's stuff in the game that it's rendered in such a way where you're like, all right, it's another universe. I didn't mind it for the game because it looked good. This looked terrible. It's like they just took the most basic forms of the character designs, super thick outlines, the animation. I mean, in the fighting, you could tell they put the time into that. But then when Superman's delivering dialogue that's crucial to the story, it doesn't matter how he moves. You can point like an awkward asshole. Just this whole thing was lazy. Um, man, I... I check out our other videos for the specifics of casting and stuff. I break down, we did like four injustice videos so far. So I break down all that stuff. Also, once again, non-spoiler, hope that part of the review is up here on YouTube. Um, so check that out if you haven't already. Again, this is going to be on the podcast, DC Animated Movie Show. Please be sure to subscribe there. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please write us a five-star review on Apple. Really helps us out. Takes literally just a minute or two, but that minute goes a very long way in helping awesome listeners like you find the show. Um, yeah, man. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click that notification bell so you don't miss any of our new content. And when I do have positive, more positive things to say, you'll find it there if you click that notification bell. Check out our fandom stuff that we've put up so far. We have uh, reacted to the Batman trailer. We talked The Flash. We're doing a whole DC animated movie, 2022 DC animated movie slate from fandom overview podcast slash YouTube Catwoman Hunted trailer. I'm going to react to that live. I still haven't watched that. Saving that for y'all. So a bunch of stuff coming. Check out our fandom coverage. So this has been Benjamin David. And remember, animated we stand.